welcome to another McGavin Fry's Movie Podcast. Hello, I'm Gavin. I'm drinking. <laughs> and that was Ian. I mean. Uh, today we're going to be talking about some movie news, talking a little bit about some uh, movie trailers that we've seen, and then after that we're going to be reviewing G.I. Joe, The Rise of the Cobra. Of Cobra. We just got back from watching it, and now we're ready to cast, ready to talk some shit. Yeah, we've been holding it in all the way back from the cinema. This is a movie that, uh, for, I mean, G.I. Joe, Rise of Cobra, from the moment it was announced, it was like, it was just bad blood. We thought it was going to be retarded. You know, much. it was retarded. Yeah. You know, but... Uh, and we'll then Stephen Summers was retarded. Was <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll get to the, we'll get to our verdict and we'll get to our verdict in a minute, but... It's a long time coming. I mean, like, uh, the, the movie just had bad buzz from day one, even before anybody knew anything about about what the story was going to be. Like, everyone online... Just, was just all everyone assumed was going to be stupid. Yeah. But I mean, like, it's not the same as, like, say, when Transformers was announced. Everyone was like, yeah, awesome. Yeah. You know? They, I mean, even... even though I mean, because that was Transformers. You know, that was a, that was a story with plot. <laughs> it's about tra- Transformers. I know. The G.I. Joe... They're the just G- Joes. The G.I. Joe lore is deep and meaningful if you were a child at that time. <laughs> Go back and watch Transformers now. It's quite shit. Yeah. Zip it. <laughs> On with the little bit of news we do have. Yeah. All right. So it's been a short while since the last cast. So we're going to go a little. We're a little light this week. That's right. Yeah, we just had a cast on Tuesday where I talked a little bit about the Comic Con. You might have heard it. You might not. Especially if you're on iTunes, you might have heard it because I fixed the feed. There you go. It was that damn Chrono Crime. Chrono Crimes. I left in the accent on the eye and it fucked up the iTunes feed. When I was a small child, I had this uh, obsession with Edgar Allan Poe's poem. Um, uh, alone. You're freaking me out. <laughs> no, I'm just getting to my first bit of news here. Okay. Uh, because there's going to be an Edgar Allan Poe movie. Right. Uh, actually, there was... This is... James Mateek. Again, yeah, yeah. James Mateek, yeah, he's uh, wrapping up Ninja Assassins, getting ready to do his next film, which is called uh, The Raven, uh, as in Edgar Allan Poe's classic poem. And uh, The Raven will attempt to explain what happened in the final five mysterious days of the writer's life. Uh, and it's it's in a, in a story that has Poe teaming up to hunt down a serial killer oh. whose murders are inspired by Poe's stories. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I was wondering, because there is a comic. Uh-huh. Edgar Allan Poe, Vampire Hunter or something like that. Not, it's not that derivative, but it's something along those lines. But mm-hmm. he is, and the characterization is true to him. He's a nervy, weird person. He kind of stumbles upon these things. He's it's, like a, it's murder he wrote. He's like a, a horror Sherlock Holmes. Or yeah, something. but he doesn't really want to be. Well, and uh, this uh, this was written by Hannah. This is, you gotta love this name. The script's written by Hannah Shakespeare. No, oh. <laughs> it's good, but it's no shit. Oh, oh shit! On. It is Shakespeare. <laughs> um, and uh, she wrote um, 2005's uh, Lover Boy, uh, which that? I have not seen. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be a sort of like I'm not too sure. Like there hasn't been a whole lot of information released about it. But it should be interesting. <laughs> James McSeek so far, he's okay. The, the trailer for Ninja Assassin looks pretty badass. That looks very badass. I meant to mention it last week. They got the new things. It's not like they've done fighting with chains. They've done fighting with shurikens. So this yeah. is fighting with shurikens attached to chains. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it stars uh, Rain, who's like huge in Asia. The guy's like... Yeah, he's, he's, getting, he's getting big in America. Have you seen the whole thing with Colbert? No, no. Did you see the Stephen Colbert thing? No, 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 I didn't. Colbert decided that Rain was his nemesis. Oh shit! And they even did a bit when Rain was in town promoting Speed Racer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, they finished the show. Colbert's in the office tidying up, and it's literally him all on his own. And he played the cameraman and shit like this. And then the door opens, and it's raining, and this guy standing there lit in the door. It's like rain. <laughs> and they have a dance, dance revolution dance off. Holy shit! The and, real rain. Yeah, yeah, the real rain. And he does, and he doesn't really talk for the whole thing. He's just like Colbert. And then they do a dance. <laughs> they do a dance, dance off, yeah. and like. Rain kicks his ass, but Colbert keeps up there. He's got some moves. That and is the awesome. End, and then at the end, he's like, he passes out because he's been dancing too much, and he gets up and he's like, Rain, Rain. Door closes in the background, runs out, goes outside. He's like, a Lamborghini, a, a hot sports car just pulls off, and he's just there going, Rain, Rain. And it's raining. He's going and drops to his knees. Rain. Hey, Mr. Anderson, could you stop that? And it's just the guy with a hose doing his garden, is getting all the rain on the two guys. Awesome. Very cool. Well, he looks good in the trailer. Mm. Fucking guy, you know, boy, boy works up. Yeah, fuck yeah. You know? It's like, like... <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, moving on. Hugh Jackman. Well, hang on, I want to say, actually, while we're on the subject of James McTee, mm. he also, I think, in similar articles, he's been talking about that, he's been talking about something else he was doing, Ninja Assassin, and then he was also talking about wanting to do Altered Carbon. I didn't hear about this. I heard about his bullshit to do with, like, uh, Superman and Plastic Man. I didn't hear that. 
But no. uh, this Altered Carbon, it's a nice hard edge sci-fi cyberpunk book with ultraviolence in it. Oh yeah? Yeah, there's a couple of them. He's Takeshi Kovacs. He's like half Japanese, half Czechoslovakian. Mm -hmm. And it's in a world where everyone, you can actually back up your memories and stuff like that. You can be re-sleeved after you die. Mm -hmm. And a, a guy does it and when he comes back, he's found four days of his life has been erased. And so he hires Takeshi to go through it. And he's ex like fucking Navy SEAL in that age. Like, you know, they, it's too slow to send people from place to place. Mm -hmm. So they actually just rip out your thing and send you across digitally and put you in a new combat ready body on the other side. Oh, right. So he's a hardcore motherfucker. And then it's just through him, you know, through him investigating, you're introduced to the world and the place around. And it's, it, it's very like Blade Runner-ish, I suppose you could say. Only with, instead of being, you know, beaten up in every fight, this guy takes out every motherfucker in the most painful way possible. Cool. So he's talking about that as well. I love to see this movie. I'm not sure. It needs a real visionary director. It's violence. Well, it's the violence, but it's also the world that it's all about. Full body disintegrations. Mm. <laughs> Sweet. Hell yeah. Hugh okay. Jackman? Yeah, Hugh Jackman. Uh, Hugh Jackman, the nicest guy in the world, is playing the greatest showman on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I look at Hugh Jackman or I think of Hugh Jackman, that's what I just think. I just think, nicest guy in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a reason why he's smiling all the time. He's fucking sorted. He's, he's fucking so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking Wolverine. I'm Wolverine. Uh, but uh, yes, he is signed on to star in The Greatest Showman on Earth, which is um, it's a musical. Uh, it's a musical biopic about uh, the circus entrepreneur P.T. Barnum. Oh, who's doing the directing on that musical? Um, I'm trying to... It does not say. But uh, they're looking to cast Anne Hathaway as uh, the Jenny Lind, okay. who was the uh, Swedish singer that uh, he was uh, infatuated with. Because he didn't know it was going to be a musical, so I wonder if he's going to the more Chicago route yeah, yeah. or the Moulin Rouge. He really, ever since the Oscars, he's really got a, th really a hard-on for all these musical projects. Yeah, yeah. He's also like developing a remake of uh, Carousel. Oh. Uh, in which he also wants Anne Hathaway to star. Because <laughs> they performed together in the Oscars, yeah, so yeah. there must have been something there. And it's like, yeah, he did the Princess Diaries. <laughs> <laughs> He's seen the Princess's Diaries, man. Wolverine and Princess Diaries, it's just, it's Wrong. not happening. It can't. Game it's over, man. Game over. What the fuck are we going to do now? <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> Why don't you put her in charge? <laughs> we'll recite aliens word for word another time. We're in the pipe. Five by five. <laughs> also some uh, bit of news again. Green Hornet. Kato's being cast again. Yes, he's uh, uh, being cast as Jay Chow. Chow. Do you know this Chow. guy? Um, not personally, no. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't return my calls anymore. This movie's never getting made, is it? No, it's out, dude. At the con, there were... There were, there were it, it had the car. They had the car. Did they have footage? Didn't have any footage, but yeah, they haven't done any footage. But they had all these banners like saying Seth Rogen is the Green Hornet next year. Next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I believe when I see it. It's Michelle Gondry. I know, but we're gonna it's be just running around to be like just with puffy hands. So long. <laughs> Green Hornet's gonna fight with puffy hands. Giant hands. Giant hands. <laughs> or it'll be smaller than all the buildings in the room in him, but it won't be in the CG effect. <laughs> in camera. Popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, no, Jay Chow is a singer actor, and he's huge here in Asia. Really? Uh, yeah, he's like Jay Chow. Not on, not on par with Rain, but he's getting there. Yeah, he's getting there. The uh, a couple of the producers in my office are like head over heels in love with him. Really? And he's big enough to have his own fucking action figure. Really? Already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, and it's not it's not him as character. It's him as Jay Chow. Jay Chow. Nice. It's like uh, it's it's a tour. His world is uh, Asia tour um, action figure. Cool. Enter Bay does it. The same guys who do those badass Jet Li and Bruce Lee figures. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's like, uh, he's got his own figure. It's like his concert tour figure. Sweet. Fuck it. <laughs> All these Asians. <laughs> Going to Hollywood. Taking over, baby. Yeah. Hooking nigger up. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Have you heard about this? He's, um, he's developing a, a gothic Little Red Riding Hood project. Yeah, I did hear something about this. This is also a while ago, he got a, they got a writer attached to his Twilight Zone project as well. That's right. Did you see the... Uh, yeah, we talked about that uh, Christina Ricci Little Red Riding Hood trailer, right? Yeah, yeah. Remember the one that had all these like quotes? It's like, I'm haunting to like... <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember that? Christina Ricci? But yeah, what's, what's the story in this gothic one? Anyway? Um, it's being produced through... It's uh, his... Appian Way production, uh, production house, which uh, yeah, Leonardo's, Leonardo DiCaprio's production house, Appian Way. Um, take two. Take two. They're calling it a gothic reimagining you know, of the story, taking a basket to her sick grandmother who finds, who, you know, <laughs> she was also a wolf. Spoiler! <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, who doesn't know this? 
DiCaprio's just producing. It's uh, not clear whether he'll have a role. I don't see what role he could have. He plays the wolf. He plays the wolf. Or he plays grandma. (laughs) Sends you right back into the days of growing pains. (laughs) Say hi to Kurt Cameron for me. (laughs) Um, It's being uh, written by David Leslie Johnson, who wrote Orphan, that just came out. What's the story with that? I've seen the posters. I couldn't get the trailer to play. I saw the trailer. I mean, it it looks like... Is it Evil Kid? Evil Possessed Kid? Evil Demonic Kid? Not Evil Kid, but just Accidental Kid? Uh, it, it just looks like Evil Kid. Yeah. You know, I couldn't see Evil Kid 2. The yeah. Evil But Roger Ebert liked it. Roger Ebert gave it three and a half stars. Really? Yeah, yeah. Says that, like, uh, this this chick, this small little chick that they got, makes Damien look like a pussy. Oh, yeah, I mean, even her fucking the, the even photo the, of her on websites is freaking me out. There's something wrong with Esther. That's <laughs> how <laughs> it is. Yeah, oh, that's on the fucking poster. There's something wrong with Esther. <laughs> You just see this her fucking face. And the, the, the pigtails, and she's just like, ugh. She looks like Satan's fucking what? <clears throat> There's a the face that could sour milk. Spattering spawn of Satan! <laughs> what else you got? I'm actually getting lightning. Uh, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson's always good value. Ever since Taken, any bit of Liam Neeson news is st- is good news. Yeah. Is it still confirmed that he's doing Hannibal for A-Team? As far as I know, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, it says uh, on Rotten Tomatoes that... Uh, Liam I love Neeson. it when a plan comes together. <laughs> Liam Neeson is in talks with Warner Brothers and Dark Castle Entertainment to star in Unknown White Male. What? I love it already. <laughs> uh, a thriller from director Jean Collet Serra. What's uh, it about? He directed Orphan. <laughs> <laughs> and he also directed um, uh, House of Wax, the House of Wax remake. Oh, Dark yeah, Castle. yeah, it's a bit of that. Yeah. Is that the one with Paris Hilton? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, she, yeah gets, uh, she, gets, she gets fucking killed. I think it's, yeah, Lisa Cuthbert's in as well. brutal way, it's awesome. Uh, Unknown White Male, it's an uh, adaptation of a French novel, Out of My Head, by Didier Van Lecouvalier, something like that. With a sc- <laughs> Stephen Cornwell is uh, doing the um, adaptation. It's the story of a doctor, which will be played by Liam Neeson, who goes to Berlin for a medical conference, ends up in a coma following a car accident, and comes home to find that another man has taken his place. Fuck. Living under his name and his wife, who doesn't recognize him? <laughs> You've gone through the scary door. <laughs> uh, and uh, Liam Neeson as well, though, there was another quick thing. They have some photos out from the new um, Afterlife. Yeah, I want to see this. This is the one with Christina Ricci, Christina Ricci and Justin Long, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like he convinces her she's dead and she's in the afterlife. So some pics out from that. It looks nice and creepy. There's one pic of Liam Neeson just leaning over and he just looks kind of evil. Liam Neeson. He's also in Clash of the Titans. Is he? Yeah, yeah, he's Zeus. Oh, excellent. (laughs) I will find you, and I will kill you. (laughs) Uh, And uh, yeah, just uh, wrapping up a little bit here with uh, Robert Rodriguez, he confirms his machete cast. Excellent. Uh, have you heard about this? Well, I heard De Niro was in it from before, but is this this is all locked down? Jeff Fahey and uh, Cheech Marine will be uh, reprising their roles in the trailer. Sweet. That's awesome. Uh, the rest of the confirmed cast is Jessica Alba, Lindsay Lohan, Don Johnson. What? I didn't hear those. Lin- Lindsay Lohan, Jessica Alba, Don Johnson, and Steven Seagal. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. They're all going to get off by machete. Yeah. Brilliant. Awesome. I hope we get, like, uh, for Steven Seagal, I hope we get another executive executive decision fucking early. Early death. Early exits. Like, yeah. I'm going to kill machete. Kill Buddha. <laughs> Is he still, is he still uh, rocking the Buddha thing these days? I think so. Uh. I was thinking about him actually lately. I was I had been having flashbacks of Mark for Death and Heart to Kill. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that, that bit where he's like, you know, I'm going to take you to the bank. The blood bank. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when he shoots William Sadner between, uh, between the legs, he's like, I miss. I never miss. They must have been smaller than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Seagal. Legend. Steven Seagal. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that pretty much wraps it up for me. Alright, I think there was some other trailer news. I think you mentioned on your Twitter feed about it. It's complicated. It's complicated, yeah. Yeah, I watched this. It's a, it looks pretty fun. Adam Baldwin having a ball, as yeah. usual. Alec Baldwin having fun with Meryl Streep yeah. playing with the big leagues. All is forgiven. <laughs> and God forbid, well, he's playing a nervy character, but God forbid Steve Martin might actually be funny for once. Steve Martin looks like, actually, Steve Martin needs, the more restrained he is, the older he gets, the more he needs to restrain himself. Yeah. You know, when he was younger, he could get away with, I'm a wild and crazy guy. You know? <laughs> He's still trying to do it. And he can. And he can. You know, his timing isn't there. Now he needs to hone, hone it back in. Yeah, yeah. He needs to restrain himself. Whenever he plays it down now, I find him really funny. Yeah, go subtle. 
on the rises. You know, it's like Jesus. You know, I, you know, you, I watch like his wild and crazy guy routine now, and it, it, it doesn't, it hasn't aged very well. No. Because <laughs> I'm a wild and crazy guy. There's another trailer I saw for The Goods, Live Hard, Sell Hard. Do you see this? This is the Jeremy Piven trailer. Yeah, Jeremy right? Piven, so they're like car dealership guys. But it's a, there's an extended trailer section of it, and it's him talking about the time he killed his best friend because he accidentally swapped his parachute with a bag of sex toys. <laughs> and Will Ferrell's jumping out of a plane dressed as... Oh, Will Ferrell? Yeah, yeah, Will Ferrell's on as well. Oh, which shit. is a flashback. It's like, he's right. jumping out of a plane. This is in the fucking movie thing, so I can't remember which was spoiler on it. He's jumping out of a plane because the, 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 the thing is they got to do these big events on their car dealership lots to um, get the punters in. So it's Labor, it's Memorial Day. So uh, Will Ferrell, Abe Lincoln, is jumping out of a helicopter, uh, jumping out of a plane on a parachute in event and has all these great lines about the savings. But then he's fucking opens the parachute and all this sex stories comes out. And it's fucking hilarious. He's flown through the air going, oh, geez. Most people, most time people's, you know, he's a really nice, such a nice guy that most people's lives flash before their eyes at this moment. I'm just thinking of all the nice things that I could have done more for people. <laughs> you know? Oh shit, there's that perfect purple dildo. Go away. <laughs> he's trying to knock it away so it's not found with the body. <laughs> and then he's like, you know, I'd like to say that I never thought it would end like this, but I always did. <laughs> Falling out of a plane as Abraham Lincoln surrounded by sex toys. <laughs> So I watched that, and then I watched the trailer afterwards. So I mean, it doesn't seem like Farrell's in it for a lot, but it is just, you know, it's got the Glen Gary Glen Ross thing going on with Jeremy Piven. Cool. So I reckon this could be cool. Cool. I also saw the trailer for uh, Lovely Bones. Yeah, yeah, I saw this as well. Uh, it's it's a cool trailer. I mean, like I really love the uh, the images of heaven. It seems yeah. like they've done some really. And then look, I think they're holding back a little bit there because I think in the book it's kind of vague from what I've yeah, heard. Yeah. Yeah. So. This is their big sell, these cool effects are going to show yeah. off here. But um, if my, my opinion, it's like if you're really looking forward to this movie, you may not want to watch the trailer because in my opinion, it seems to give away a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's the thing. I haven't read the book, so I, what I'm assuming is that they're not giving away the book. They better not be because if they are, then they'd fuck shut themselves in the foot. It's like Moon showing you this two uh, yeah. Sam Rockwell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But apparently it's what's after them that's interesting. So hopefully there's something along those lines. Because I mean, that, that, that scene near the end, it's Stanley Tucci, isn't it? Yeah. That scene with Stanley Tucci in the house and you see the footstep and then yeah. he's just up the stairs. Yeah. That gives away fucking lot. Like, I presume this is the climax of the movie you're showing here. They did do that with Hulk though. The, st the start of the fight, they had, that, yeah, they had, they had, had the three minutes of that fight. Wasn't but it? you needed to, you, but, but with the Hulk you kind of understand why they did that. You needed to show that money show. Oh well, I want a spoiler, the Hulk sh hit shit. Fuck, you wrote <laughs> the movie for me. Wait, what? what? <laughs> you mean things get destroyed? <laughs> Hulk smashes? What? <laughs> Who wrote this? <laughs> Don't they know the character? Um, also, saw the trailer for the new Coen Brothers movie, A Serious Man. Oh, I've been skipping that I didn't realize this is the Coen Brothers. That it's fucking funny. Really? It's fucking funny. What's it, it is, about? It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, hang on a second. <laughs> We're gonna do a first. <laughs> uh, no, it's about um, this guy whose life is just shit. Yeah. You know, and you just get to see him through various degrees of uh, shit happening in his life that's just fucking up his life. <laughs> Fuck. And, but the way that the trailer's done, it's done according to this beat where he's getting his face smashed against the wall. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> it's done in the weirdest fucking way. That's odd. I know. But it's Gambler, so are they on a, which one, which one should they be on now? A funny one or a serious one? It should be a funny one now, right? Uh, yeah, this looks fucking hilarious. You can't really play the trailer, it's not great radio. <laughs> you can't really play the trailer while we're podcasting, it's not great radio. No, 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 no. It's just, just, so, just so people can hear the, uh, the beat that I'm talking about. <laughs> this is a first on McYap and Fry. Live mixing. Please, I need help. <laughs> I've had marital problems. Honey, I think it's time that we start talking about a divorce. Larry, I did. we're gonna be fine. <laughs> Professional, you name it. Larry, we've received a number of letters denigrating you and uh, urging us not to grant you tenure. I need help. We're gonna be fine. I've tried to be a serious man. We're gonna be fine. Tried to do right, be a member of the community. We're gonna be fine. <laughs> Please, just tell him I need help. Please. I need help. 
rabbi is busy. He didn't look busy. He's thinking. Okay. <laughs> so now you've seen the trailer. <laughs> now you've seen the trailer. We could have probably described it for them, but that looked very interesting. No, it looks like a kick-ass movie. I'm really looking forward to that. What other trailers did you catch? Did you manage to catch anything? No, I, no none that pops into my fucking head right now. I mean, oh, we can't let it go without saying, um, obviously, this week, John Hughes passed away. Absolutely, yes. John Hughes. This, uh, this upset me. Yeah, I can <laughs> see that from your six and a half pages of Twitter. <laughs> it upset me, man. I mean, like, this guy was... He was the voice of a generation. <laughs> no, I mean, like, uh, his movies... You know, they, some of them have, haven't really aged particularly well, but that's not his fault. That's yeah. just the time in which the movies were made. But, you know, Breakfast... The ones he directed... I still think, I mean, after, after, that, yeah. after he stopped directing and he just went into writing, there's a very much a theme running through all those movies. Yeah. They're kind of shit. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean... Breakfast Club, fucking Weird Science, Ferris, Ferris Bueller's, Bueller's Day Pla Off, Planes, Planes trains, trains, and Automobiles. I mean, these are... Uncle Buck. I love Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck. Buck. Uncle Buck's like, great. Uncle Buck. Uh, but he wrote Made in Manhattan. Did he? Yeah. Oh shit, I did not know that. Story is Edmond Dantes. He's wrote a couple under a pen name. You know, Beethoven's fifth under pen name, Drill with Taylor, uh, Beethoven's third. <laughs> oh, shit. Flubber. He, uh, he wrote Flubber. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. Flubber, Dennis the Menace, Home Alone 2, Baby's Day Out. What's Dutch? Have you seen uh, Driving Me Crazy, Dutch? Uh, yeah, yeah, Driving Me Crazy. I think that's, um, I think that's a Kristen Dunst movie. Really? One I didn't know he'd written was Mr. Ma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mr. Ma, that's a great movie. I mean, fantastic. Classic. Michael Keaton. I mean, maybe I didn't feel it so much because I only I haven't seen Sixteen Candles yet. Oh, you haven't? No, and I only saw Breakfast Club when I was in my if late If you watch teens. it now, it'll be weird. Yeah. Because, uh, you need. It's one of those movies like you love them now because you remember when that when time you saw when them, you yeah. saw them. You know, it's like if you if you have no no knowledge of them and you watch them now, they are like timely. Well, I, I remember I'm watching The Breakfast Club when it was already looking dated, and I really enjoyed it anyway. No, The Breakfast Club is cool. Weird Science is still like an old, one, of, one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, that's... Uh, that movie's just like, that's just like total wish fulfillment fantasies. Totally. Kelly LeBrock, oh, yes, man. please! <laughs> what was... Oh, fucking, fucking Bill, Bill Paxton. Paxton. <laughs> He's genius in that. He's, He's fucking... Really what the fuck? <laughs> Yes, I, I meant to, I took a note of it, but I must have missed it. There's a guy online doing, um, he's building himself a custom pinball machine. Uh-huh. And he could have chose anything to theme it on, you know, there's like, there's Terminator ones, there's actually a Sopranos one, there's an Adam's Family one, which is supposed to be quite good for pinball tables. He's making a Bill Paxton table. Awesome. It just says Bill Paxton pinball. That is fucking genius. It's like, things like they have on it, I think they have a can of hams, which is a drink that he has in a lot of the... The movies he's in. Uh -huh. I think there's an alien holding a fish head because it's like he directed fish heads for that band and you know he's an alien and shit and obviously you're gonna get game over man. Game over. Down. This is uh, this looks really cool and I've seen, he's got the sides of it done now and he's got like Bill Paxton on the side in the Corvette with uh, Arnie. Oh yeah, yeah. And like he just got in the front I think it's uh, from Big Love so it's just kind of him grinning <laughs> and all little his characters are uh, you know uh, around the edge of the screen. That's I want brilliant. One. I want brilliant. One. He's dead. You're dog meat, pal! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean... Dickless! Let's face it, if they were taking care of business, I'd be out of business, you know what I mean? <laughs> Any questions? How do we get out of this piece of shit? <laughs> <laughs> Bill Paxton's a legend. Uh, it should be Bill Paxton Legend Pinball. I'll be the second. Did they have any like Bill Paxton from Predator Two sort of references? Um, I don't think so. I didn't see. They just went through a list of things he has already because at the moment it's just a box. He hasn't got the actual deck built yet. Right, right. So he's still probably going to add a few more things. How much do you think? How much does one of these things cost? Well, he's just doing it for fun. He's just there's a lot of you know there's a lot of people like modding their fucking computers to look like freezers and shit like this. They're just making it look cool and stuff. Right. So he's just doing. He just he wants to build himself a pinball machine. He has to know. He's learned how to do these things. I think through his life, and he just wants to build his own one. He said, "I'm doing built built Paxton pinball." That's fucking genius. <laughs> That's synergy. That is awesome. <laughs> Why has no one thought of this before? God, did they start this whole thing? It's Patrick Swayze pinball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dirty, you know, like the dirty, dance, dirty dancing, mixed of next of kin, mixed of roadhouse. Ball goes into the corner. Nobody puts baby in the corner. Bing, 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 bing. One hundred percent pure adrenaline. Bing, 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 bing. bing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was a pretty light news for like light week for news. 
Oh, he fucked Jay. He was wrote uh, 101 Dalmatians as well. Yes, yes, he did. He Fuck. did. But, uh, yeah. Shame to see him come. Absolute fucking tragedy. Yeah. And I think we'll move... Oh, one big lot of piece of news. Uh, Brian Henson was interviewed by MTV recently, and he was saying the Fraggle Rock movie, the script is locked down. They have yes. physical, they're moving forward. And they've also... The, the Dark Crystal sequel, The Power of the Dark Crystal. They have a very strong script, so they're getting excited about these projects and they're waiting to... Just off. Just fucking do it, man. Comes the second coming. Fucking do it. Fraggles. Fraggle Rock. Fraggle Rock the movie, that would be so awesome. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. Down to Fraggle Rock. <laughs> On to the movie reviews this week. That's right. As we just said, we just came pumped from G.I. <laughs> Joe. G.I. Joe! Real American Hero, which isn't in the trailer. That's she says it in the trailer, did she yeah. say it in the movie? No, I didn't hear it in the I movie. I didn't hear it in the movie, because they got every yeah, other yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So first of all, if you haven't heard of G.I. Joe, it's a toy line from the 80s. I think it was rebranded as Action Man in the UK. Yep. Just yeah, G.I. Joes, which were all American in the original, weren't they, I think? Yeah, they were all American. And they're uh, fighting against Cobra. Uh, just a load of bad guys. G.I. Joe is the code name for America's special mission force. <laughs> Their mission? To destroy Cobra. An elite terrorist organization determined to rule the world. Your memory is ridiculous. <laughs> well, I don't think I got it word for word, but that's roughly the the general gist. Yeah. Of it. And I had these are the these are the first ones that had like posable limbs, and they had the elbow joints. Yeah, yeah, I loved the fucking figures. Yeah, because like, you could like do you all these do badass all the poses, poses and shit. Yeah, and I had some it's really like, and the toys, of course, were cool. I mean, I always loved Destro's tank and fucking all of all of Cobra's gears were just cool. Yeah, it was just awesome. And um, the first the first uh, GI Joe that I bought was uh, Flint. Oh right, yeah. yeah, I had Flint as well. Yeah, he's kind of—he looks, he looks a bit like Duke. He's just, yeah, he's, he's a bit he's like, like Duke. He's just a commando. He's not—he's yeah. not like what was his down periscope, sir, whatever his fucking name. <laughs> Riptide. The guy is like every yeah, yeah, bit yeah. of sailor cliche thrown together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Roadblock, Roadblock. The guy who oh, speaks all of his lines in, in a rhyme. He's a black <laughs> character. You know, it's like don't like that crazy sound. Tell me, dude, what's going down? Yeah, well, yeah they were pretty lame. <laughs> So this new movie is reimagining it for the modern day era kids. Yep, but the, the they've um Well give us a bit more plot. Uh so, so, Duke, so yeah, like this is uh this is sort of like Cobra year one. Yeah. So it's like uh before Cobra um, came to be. Came to be, this is sort of like how all that put that in motion. You could almost call it the rise of Cobra. I as I believe they did. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have corner cup, no corner cup, I'll just no have water. Cup. I'll just have water. <laughs> Bam! Boo! So Channing Tatum is uh, escorting a MacGuffin along with Marilyn Wayans and they get caught up in some shit. They meet up with the Joes, mm-hmm. blackmail their way in, which is yeah. kind of skipped over a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then fight off against Sienna Miller as the hot, hot Baroness. The Baroness, that's right. Uh, it's not really a spoiler saying, uh, what was his name? Yorkshire guy. Uh, Christopher Eccles. Christopher Eccles then. Is, uh, is one, the bad, bad guy. guy. The, I mean, the trailer doesn't hide that at yeah. all. Like he is the bad guy, yeah. but uh, it's one of those things where when the movie starts, he's playing both sides. Yeah. So it's like and uh, grinning like a Cheshire cat. <laughs> Anyone who grins all the way through and insults everyone on the team. <laughs> bad guy. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so at the beginning of the movie, Chris, uh, Christopher Eccleston's character Destro, um, we already know the members of the audience. We already know that he's the bad guy. He's the one who's causing all the shit. He's the one who's double-crossing everything. Yeah, there's a quite odd start to the movie with the uh, medieval bit. Yeah, it's basically to show you the long line of uh, bastards that, uh, <laughs> that, that he comes from. That he comes from. <laughs> My father was a bastard. His father before him was a bastard. My father before him, he was a plumber. But he's also a bastard. We inglorious bastards. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, like you'd think that when, when when it starts with this flashback, right? Yeah. And when I first saw the flashback, I thought like, okay, this is going to be a major plot. Well, I knew it was coming as well. I kind of forgot about it, and I was like, what the fuck? And then I was so distracted by their accents that I yeah, couldn't take no, it seriously. Yeah, the, these accents in the, in this um, this prologue scene I had the worst I've ever are the heard. Worst Scottish and French accents you have ever heard in your entire life. Yeah. Scottish. I would imagine Scottish people getting just up, and leaving, just getting up and throwing shit at the screen. <laughs> so, fuck you. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I'd imagine that the French might be offended, but I'm not too bothered yeah. about that. But yeah, that sets up his through line, and after that then it's basically... Yeah. Just shit happens, there's a lot of excuses to chase after each other and beat each other up. And then we get flashbacks to the characters' histories and the links between the good guys and the bad guys. Yeah, I mean, I, it, as far as plot is concerned, don't want to talk too much about it because yeah. there's really so little to give away. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's one of the most 
Here, have some thread. It's so predictable. You know exactly yeah. what's what's going on. Uh, but it's one of those movies where that works in its favor. Yes. You know, um, it the action is pretty relentless, and it's a good thing too because some of the dialogue is fucking painful. Yeah, you, the scenes when they're sitting around just talking. Are yeah, pretty like all of their character moments are pretty painful to watch. Yeah. Uh, I. Madeline is pretty painful to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much he manages to. Do a very fine. I, at the moment I saw Marilyn Manson in this, that's when the actual interest plummeted. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. And it's, every clip I saw just made it go deeper and deeper into the abyss. He's nowhere near as annoying as as he I, is in real life. As, as I thought that he might be in the film. Yeah. Um, when he does play it straight, he's pretty effective. Yeah. It's just that whenever he goes, whenever he tries to go for the joke, it's like it, to me, it's like forced. I, I, yeah, I just like it doesn't click with me. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, he does that a lot. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I mean, he's not like he's the movie's Jar Jar or anything. Mm. Uh, no, actually, nobody stands out as particularly bad. Everybody's pretty appealing yeah, in, yeah. In, in the movie. I mean, they Channing Tatum's up. decent as Duke. Yep. Um, Dennis Quaid is awesome as Hawk. He just Dennis exudes Qu fucking, I am the fucking general. Step off, bitch. Dennis Quaid is just like, he's having a ball. Yeah, yeah. He's smiling throughout the entire movie. He's like, I'm general fucking Hawk. Oh, yeah, he's like standing in rooms with everyone standing around a pencil with his hands on his head. Loving it. His performance could almost be described as bad. <laughs> almost. It could almost be described as bad, but you don't give a shit because it he fits with what's going on. He just with the seems movie. to. He's in on the joke. Yeah. He's in on the joke, and every, everybody else plays it pretty straight. Mm. But Dennis Quaid is the only actor that that I felt was like, dude, we're making a fucking cartoon movie. <laughs> it's GI Joe. So let's live free or die hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. The rest of them. Like seem to be taking it pretty seriously. Yeah, I was actually surprised that she's one week up on the cast with Scarlet. Uh huh. I didn't think she got an awful lot to do. She didn't talk the way I'd, you know. I've been ogling her posters for months now. She didn't talk the way I thought she'd talk. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the brainy aspect of it, I kind of didn't remember that much from the cartoon. I kind of played no, a little bit neither. more. Me neither. I mean, they did change some things around. Some of the relationships have changed slightly and stuff like that. But I mean, all for the good, I believe. I mean, it's a long enough ago that you kind of your mind to fill in the blanks and the other fit. Pretty much. I mean, like the changes that are made are actually. I mean, if you're a fan of this shit, the changes are actually pretty major. I mean, like the whole thing with Scarlet uh, in in the uh, the comics and the uh, the cartoon, Scarlet. There was always this kind of this triangle between Scarlet, Duke, and Snake Eyes. The coolest man alive. Yeah. You don't want to be in a love triangle with him. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's. There's gone. another man who is it? Snake Eyes. All right, I'll get me cold. Yeah. <laughs> I can't compete with that. Fuck it. He doesn't talk. You love him. <laughs> <laughs> he brings his own dog. <laughs> the dog wasn't in the movie. The dog wasn't in the movie. That kind of sucks. Yeah. You should have just got him walking across in the background, somebody <laughs> carrying a grenade. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, uh, the, that whole triangle is not in the film. There is a romance with Scarlet, but it's with Ripcord. Yeah. Uh, Marlon Wayans' character, and that's weird. Yeah, because it's just like, what the fuck? Because, again, he's the com comedic comedy relief. The comedy relief is not the romantic lead. Yeah. Um, it's not so much that that I have an issue with, I just like, it just doesn't work. No, it's like, I, I turned to you in the cinema and said, Really? Is it? Really? You're really? really? You're really gonna Ripcord? go? Really? You're gonna go there? You're gonna go there? This, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll go with you because you've impressed me so far. And that had impressed me. I mean, they, I, I need, put a lot of clips out online of this train sequence and the accelerator suits and the trailer played a lot in them as well. I'm thinking these suits are going to look fucking Power Ranger shit. Yeah. And they do waddle like ducks when they're ducks when they're accelerating. They should be taking longer strides, so it's more graceful. <laughs> but that worked. Yeah, that yeah. scene worked grand in the context of the movie. Once you see the movie before and after it, it's like, yeah, fuck yeah, blow the fuckers up. Clash that Cleo. <laughs> fuck those Renaults. Get over the fucking thing and fuck shit up in Paris. The accelerator suit sequence, the chase, the Paris chase sequence is pretty breathtaking. Yeah. It's pretty kick-ass. I mean, the act... Stephen Summers has actually really delivered as far as the action is concerned. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean... And the, the beauty of it is it's all really clear. Yes, if there's no um, born identity style. Yeah, you, you know exactly who's who and who's fighting. You know, who's like hitting who. They're pulling back to show you the cool shit when something yeah. cool happens. Yeah. When you need to see a car hit a car and a man slide around the car that's flying through the air to keep on top of the other car, it's a pullback shot. You can see Snake Eyes doing that stuff. Yeah. I'd yeah. say it's something like when I watched uh, Transformers recently on TV, mm -hmm. I realized that the end wasn't just a mess. They were actually, the, they were Ratchet and some others were escorting, um, 
wouldn't say Tim, but the Kate Shield booth and stuff like that. Sam. Sam. Yeah. They uh, they were escort. They were actually escorting him when he's got the cube, and you can make that out in the movie. It was like explosions in your eyeballs couldn't make a fucking thing out. And I'd say this is one that's going to actually benefit from that as well because it's just you can see it all, and it's going to yeah. look even cooler when you can see exactly what he's doing and yeah. sliding through shit. There's at one point someone goes through a car before the train. Uh, one of them, there was there was definitely one part where they just went through a car window instead of going through something else. It was just like a nice little touch as well. That was in the background, kind of setting it up for the train. Right, thing. right, right. I didn't catch that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, the no, the action is fucking beautiful. Yeah. And there's, I love the uh, the the character exits and entrances. The first, like, there's it's so GI Joe. Yeah. And so iconic. Uh, Heavy duty on the fucking gun. Yeah, yeah. The, the first time you see Snake Eyes like jumping, jumping yeah, on the back. <laughs> That was that. That is actually a very iconic uh, th- thing, right out of the right out of the cartoon, and um, the way that uh, ba- Baroness and uh, Storm Shadow leave, like just they just always get away, damn them, <laughs> you know. But it's just like the way the way that they run, like just jump up, like catch onto the lap to, to the to the ledge or something, yeah, and just <laughs> and off it, they go. And that's very cartoon. Yeah, I mean that is very much like the GI Joe cartoon. Because it would always they couldn't the toy line couldn't kill anyone. You had yeah. to get the climax, and then oh, he's jumped and got onto that ship. I didn't and see when parked fucking over there. Duke runs off and jumps. In. So like just does this, this and he gets in. And he gets I in. Mean, totally. This is in the trailers. You see him jumping. I totally expected him to like miss and fall on his ass, and he lands on the fucking thing. And we're like, oh, it's a wait. It's a car. It's a fucking toy line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, this movie. This is uh, one of. The, it's an awesome toy commercial. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, even at the beginning of all, when they come down and when they're going through the levels of the pit, yeah, and they actually cool. have an indoor swimming pool big enough for submarines to train in, <laughs> and it's like, not on the ground floor, they elevate all that water, so you go that through is- that level, and the ship's firing at like those decoys, <laughs> it goes down, the submarines fighting, it's just, and then I said, there's going to be a room with ninjas, and they come down, there's all these guys <laughs> just fighting. It is like Wayne's World, I've always wanted up and down, and he just... Uh... Nice. I mean, that whole bit is really nice. I mean, like, the, the, the thing where this movie sort of nails is it nails the tone of G.I. Joe yeah. beautifully. Uh, the tone of G.I. Joe is perfectly captured in this film. It's, the dialogue is just, some of the dialogue though is just fucking painful. But some of it's very funny as well. I think that's what balances it out. Yeah. I mean, we were grinning like idiots when I think within the space of three minutes, they went through almost all the catchphrases yeah. apart from Real American Heroes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like, yeah, oh, well, man, look at your, your realistic hair and Kung Fu grip, because that was Action Man. In yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Kung, Kung Fu grip. What was the one after that? They said something? It's like, knowing is half the battle. Yeah. <laughs> The other half is big fucking guns. <laughs> Duke. Um, so, and, and also, um, talk, talking about the performances, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Cobra Commander. Unrecognizable. Um, ah, he's the doctor. <laughs> nah, I yeah, he's Cobra Commander. <laughs> and I didn't actually, didn't like his final mask. Like we saw the toilet yeah. a while ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was, ho- I was, I'd forgotten about that, and I was actually hoping he'd turn around with either, you know, a blanket over his head or the full silver mask, which yeah. would have, the silver mask would have worked. Been, would have worked. But they probably would have seen the camera in it. Dude, like, you can CG that shit. Yeah. Right? I mean, come on. No, no, I mean, like, his final look for me is disappointing. Yeah, I mean, they, they, I mean, it's only a couple of seconds, so they'll probably re- retrofit it for the next one. It's a work in progress, I think, his suit. Probably, but, um... It's totally unrecognizable. I, was, I seriously was thinking they've overdubbed him. They haven't used his actual voice. I seriously thought I was listening every time he talked to try and pick it out. Because he's just so muffled. Not muffled, you can hear what he's saying clearly, but his voice is so distorted. And yeah, up. his voice has been treated quite a bit. Yeah. But um, it is his real voice, right? It's just been treated. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, I think so. I hope so. I mean, but because I, like, I actually quite like his performance. Like, it, it's, it's a bit weird. Yeah. It's slightly weird. It's it's, like, and it, I mean, that mask as well he has doesn't seem to fit very well with the rest. Of, I mean, we have nanomachines that do everything. Yeah. Can't they fix his fucking mask? But, um, <laughs> you know, it does look, it's all of a sudden, you know, Herr Doctor, Nazis incarnate from the future pops up and you're like, what the, where, how's he fit in? Because uh, the rest of them are all kind of, you know, normal clothes, normal people. Yep. Fucked up people, but normal people. But uh, I, I, what I did like about it was his, I liked his physicality. There were things that he did where he looked like, he was slightly like not not quite there, you know, like yeah. he didn't have all of his bodily functions. All oh, right, and it's just like sort of a little cute, like little things like he would just be like he would walk and go to the side like that. Really, yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. see those at all. I didn't notice those at all. Yeah, I think I was too focused on the voice. I was sort of like, and uh, there was, and when he took when he when he finally took off his mask and you saw him like all fucked up, 
He looked a little bit like Keanu Reeves there. <laughs> <laughs> like, he looked like the bald scene from Matrix. Yeah, he's coming out of the tank. I was like, what? <laughs> and that was him. I was looking at You could only see his eyes moving. The rest yeah. of it was all that yeah, yeah, yeah. tank. He must have had a fucking, ter- you know, terrible time in this movie. Although, I'm sure Ray Park uh, wasn't too happy about being sealed in a fucking plastic cocoon with no fucking air holes. <laughs> and also, when he opened his mouth, there's no gap in his mouth. What the fuck is he doing? What is he wearing? What the hell is that stuff? And but they made that work. And they made it work very well. I mean, Snake Eyes just kicks ass. Yeah, in this movie, he is one motherfucking badass. Yeah, and uh, the, the fight sequences between Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow are cool. Yes. Um, what's not, I mean, they don't go all out, but what, what's nice about them is that they feel, they feel real. Yeah. You know, they don't feel like there's no like, you know, like flying, like crouching tiger type Yeah, shit, it's not you know? totally off the wall. They did keep quite nice and grounded, actually. Which actually, is, yeah. Which some, is point, because I was thinking there wasn't any stratospheric sword skills, but then again, they didn't need them. Yeah, because you always have the badass rule, you know, you got someone who's a badass and he's almost more of a badass than someone else, but when the other guy trains up, it just yeah. turns into a normal fight. Yeah. Blade 3 being, Blade 2 being a prime example, you know, vampires are badass until you meet these uber vampires and then it just turns into a load of guys fighting inside the pub. Mm-hmm. They all stop doing all that ninja shit they were doing when they came to get Blade. They stopped doing that and they start walking at like half normal speed. Yeah. <laughs> So in this, they kept it that like any one of them could be taken down by anyone. Even Duke was like, no one's ever hit Snake Eyes. So you kind of think, I was thinking when he's messing around with Storm Shadows, like, could have a chance here. Yeah. But uh, no, that, all those uh, fight sequences are really cool. I mean, like the action is just very cool. Yeah. And there's some great, there's some really nice nods. You know, I mean, like uh, it is, it does, what, what's, what, what I was a little surprised at is that for PG-13, it's pretty intense. Very intense. For a toy movie, some of the action sequences are pretty intense. I mean, yeah. people are dropping like flies. Yeah, and not only dropping like flies, they're going out some of them in quite horrible ways. I mean, Scarlet aims for the fucking head all the time. She is definitely not a pacifist. And not only does she aim for the head, she aims for the head with exploding arrows. <laughs> the number of people who lose their fucking heads, although they set her up kind of badly at the beginning when she fucks up. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, what the fuck? She's supposed to be Joe. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, like the body count in this movie is pretty severe. Yeah. It's a pretty. It's severe. almost hot shots too. <laughs> These poor. I mean, we have twenty Neo Vipers. So okay, well, how the fuck did you kill like? How the kind of come Joe's killed like six hundred of your guys? I guess they have normal Vipers as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they try to take out Paris. I mean, there's some bloodthirsty motherfuckers yeah. in this movie. Oh well, they try and take out what's left after Neve Neeson's been through it already. That's right. Yeah. That's right. This movie was actually originally called Taken Two. Taken Two. <laughs> Fuck you, France. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I can understand. I thought that was a nice touch that the French don't want you on their side, that you can never go back, ever. And the Moroccan guy's freaking out because he's probably Moroccan French. <laughs> and I also liked how Christopher Eggleston eventually becomes Destro. Yes, that was nicely set up. And they managed to figure out how to make that thing work. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that was pretty cool. Very cool. Because it's a cool visual in the comics and the cartoons. But yeah. it's like, and the toy is awesome. But it's like when you think, what is, how does he breathe? So they, instead they, they just made put that on Snake Eyes. Yeah, they made it work. Yeah. And they've set it all up. I mean, they still have... Because they did have Mars stuff in... The MARS was on fucking everything in this movie. Mm-hmm. But I think they had that on the toys as well. Because Destro was kind of funding and shit. Yeah. And they did set up the plot lines in the comics with Destro and uh, Baroness and all that kind of shit. Like, oh, they did? Yeah. Well, I mean, sorry, I'm thinking again back again about Resolute. Right, right. Which right. had a different that and that Resolute uh, was older when uh, Snake Eyes, uh, G.I. Joe Resolute, written by Warren Ellis, animated uh, little miniseries that was online. Mm-hmm. Pretty fucking good. Did a very good job of reimagining Joe for the modern day as well, because all their that's, toys get blown up. That's what I. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Is that uh, that was very very good. But what they had was that uh, Snake Eyes got shot, uh-huh. and that and lost his vocal cords. Whereas the movie was pretty clear about saying he took a vow of silence. But uh, that's yeah. Uh, th- what's also fun to watch is the uh, the flashbacks of. Um, uh, the young Snake Eyes and the young Storm Shadow. Oh yeah, these that these kids. These kids beat Dude, the shit out of Every kid who's in any school in America should fucking watch this movie just to know who these two are. Because if you pick on them, they will put you down, boy. They will fuck you up. They are, they, that is actually the most, you're talking about no crouching tigers. That scene in the restaurant is yeah. the most like that. I mean, they're yeah. pulling off some insane shit and they're fucking, fucking eight. <laughs> oh God, I mean, it's like, it's, it's, it's intense. It's intense. Another thing about you said about the, the search for it as well was there was quite a lot. I mean, it must be the leeway must be quite large now with shits and bastards. Yeah, there was a lot of bath. There was a lot of bastards in it. There was one or two shits. I think Transformers Two proved that you can push the envelope pretty far these days. Yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're Michael Bay, if you have a fucking huge marketing budget you know, behind shit, you. Shit, you know, bitch, pussy. <laughs> 
Pussy, man. Yeah, <laughs> and said by a toy, you're just, I'm gonna kick your ass, pussy. What are you saying? That's because you're a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> we don't, uh, we, 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 we're not for reading. We don't do much reading. No. No. No, this ain't racial. No. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What I was, I mean, I went in expecting, I mean, for the first bit, I was kind of laughing at it for a while. Yeah. And then it got very much into laughing with it and, you know, whooping with it. I mean, uh, like, like the best type of um, some examples of this kind of summer entertainment is that it's it does not pretend to be anything more than what it is, yeah. uh, and it it manages it succeeds in uh, pulling off what it is very well. Very well, I, I think. So. I mean, it is a very fun, retarded time at the movies. Yeah, you know, this movie is totally retarded, but you have to remind yourself that it's a fucking movie on a toy line. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the retardation you know? was never a problem for me. I was just like <laughs> explosions. <laughs> so stupid. It's fucking funny. <laughs> Landed in funny film. Man fall down. <laughs> Which but, is a skill. And the, I mean, I have to. I had a quick look yesterday at some of the toys. They didn't make much sense out of the context of the movie. I gotta go get me some. <laughs> These look cool. Yeah. The, the, have, you, have you seen um, the pit? I've seen yeah, the, the toy pit. It, I, I saw it at the con. They had the whole thing opened up. It looks awesome. <laughs> the pit is GI Joe's base. I mean, it looks really fucking cool. Yeah. So, I mean, this is going to get a whole new fucking generation of kids into this G.I. Joe stuff. And, and there's some cool cameos as well. I won't oh, say who, but... I won't say who. I mean, kind of... One was... It, it wasn't really cameo from... It's Stephen Summers' movies. Yeah. But the other one, he's even... He's doing what Hawk's doing to the next yeah, level. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. hey, I'm just turning up the movie because I'm that guy from that other movie. <laughs> Only now I'm wearing a beret. All right, boys, let me see here. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, there's some nice little cameos, especially if you are familiar with some of Stephen Summers' um, previous work. Yeah. You will definitely recognize, like, you know, th this is a guy who likes to hire his friends, you can tell. Yeah. I mean, it's in the middle of a, a really nice montage. I mean, you gotta have a montage, but it's a nice montage. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't see, and that was the thing I didn't get as well from the trailers, was that they gave them the accelerator suits and train them. Because mm -hmm. in the trailers, it's about like the impression that they just kind of joined up and they put them in this shit and they just went insane, but no, they actually knew how to use them. That's how actually you still cause that amount of damage. I gotta go across the building. There's no, there's no door. Make one. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's total disregard. Yeah, they just destroy the fucking Paris. <laughs> that's, that's something like throughout the history of cinema. Nobody really has any issues with watching Paris get no, fucked no. up on screen. Oh, it's the French. Oh, mm. oh well. Uh, yeah, let the beer listen to them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I'm gonna help, go ahead and call it. I think this is better than Transformers 2. I enjoyed myself a lot more, actually. Yeah, the enjoyment was there, and there was no cheat. Like I didn't uh, at the end. I was like, oh, wait, oh, hovercraft, really, really, Michael Bay, you show me hovercraft. I want to see the fucking Transformers. I uh, I, I enjoyed this much more than Transformers Two. Yeah, yeah it was just we were laughing like drains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although it has to be said that maybe you might not feel that way because we were laughing alone a lot of the time in the cinema. Yeah, it will not. I mean. Like, like I said, the movie's retarded, but it's great fun. If you know what G.I. Joe is, <laughs> yeah. go see it. Yeah. And even if you're not, just don't go see it if you can't get tickets for the proposal. You might not get what you're looking for. No. No. The, yeah, the, the, the movie's um, desperate attempt at a romantic subplot was, uh, it fails miserably. Oh, and Sienna Miller's uh, leather acting is very good. Yeah, Sienna Miller's good fun. Yeah, I mean, because again, I've seen her in this shit and I kind of got, you know, bias against her because she was like an it girl at home in the UK. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, um, you know, was just getting roles because of that. Like, she'd just been a party girl. It's kind of Liz Hurley effect. I'm mm -hmm. not sure she's a model. And the photos of this were quite odd. You know, they were not odd. They were oddly lit and stuff like that. But when you see her in the movie, she's fucking hot. Yeah, she She was. does have a lot of trouble walking in those shoes, though. Yeah. You know that? <laughs> they put her in these fucking killer heels in snow. <laughs> she does have one uh, nice line about Scarlet that I really like. Which was like, that? that redhead is really starting to... Oh yeah, piss yeah, me yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, they just there's a, there's, a, there's quips. It's qu yeah. full of quips. There's some like, there's some pretty cool quips in the movie. Yeah. But yeah, I would definitely recommend this. It's good fun. It's a it's a really good fun night out. Yeah, definitely go see this. It's a great fucking movie. And it's out today at the cinema. Hopefully, we'll be able to go see District Nine next week. Apparently, mm -hmm. looks like it's out next week. I'm dying to see that. Yeah, me too. That looks awesome. And that wraps up our short cast for this week. We'll just do the Malaysia and the US box office top tens. Okay, in Malaysia, number 10, it's script, tujo, tujo, kosong, tujo. Okay. Number nine, Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen. Yeah. Falling. Number eight, Ice Age 3, Dawn of the Dinosaurs. I was listening to a podcast where the normal guy was away, and the guy described this as passable entertainment. And that's the reason why I listened to that podcast, is because the other guy would never say, 
passable entertainment. <laughs> it's either it's it's moving cinema forward or this is a turd. <laughs> it's not a turd though. It's okay. And uh, number seven, Ghost of Girlfriend's Past, starring the cock. <laughs> number six, The Taking of Pelham One Two Three, reviewed last week. So so movie. Number five, Stem. Stem. Okay, Malay movie. Yeah, it's about some stamp or something. Yep. Number four, Land of the Lost. This movie's bombing bad. Real bad. I've heard the reviews say that it's like, you know, Farrell does improvise a lot, but this one that I'm wrong with it, it's not badly. It's no uh, Good Morning, San Diego. Number three, Overheard. I heard that one. Yeah, me neither. Number two, Harry, Harry Potter, Potter and the Half Blood Prince. Prince. Reviewed uh, that on Tuesday. Number one, The Proposal. And we'll be seeing number G.I. Joe and number one next week, no doubt. Probably, probably. Coming to the US, box office top 10. Number 10, Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. Finally falling out of the top 10. It's probably going to uh, top up at like 400 mil domestic. Yeah, crazy. Ridiculous. Number 9, The Proposal. Number 8, The Hangover. The Proposal apparently is becoming Sandra Bullock's biggest grossing movie, but like, again, the reviewers have said, you know, they want to like her, but it's just. Eh. Yeah, I mean, like, all the reviews that I've read of The Proposal is that it's just too cliche written for its own good. Yeah. Uh, number eight, The Hangover. I really want to see that. Yeah, gotta, that should be it soon, right? Mm-hmm. Number seven. Oh, actually, no, well, that's like, we gotta wait for the DVD because it's gonna be sliced to bits probably over here. Yeah, probably. Uh, number seven, Ice Age, Dawn of the Dinosaur, number three. Number six, Orphan. Freaky Kid. <laughs> number five, Aliens in the Attic, Ashley fucking Tisdale. I hear that's terrible. I can imagine. Number four, The Ugly Truth. It's making decent money. Yeah. Uh, number three, G-Force. Early reviews on this again are, it's not great. Yeah, I mean, that's what I've heard. But I still want to see it though. Yeah, you're fucking weird. Number, you and your guinea pigs, sort of. No, number two, Harry Potter and Half-Blood Prince. Uh, number one, Funny People. This is a weak number one. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, I think it was under 30 mil. Oh, what? It's like, uh, n- not, not a very um, healthy week at the box office. So we'll see, Joe will probably kick it off next week then. Well, we'll see. The, the buzz is better than it was, but it's not brilliant. And here endeth the podcast. Thank you very much for listening, ladies and gents, boys and girls, pals and gals. All you Joes out there. <laughs> the number of times that they say Joes in uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Joe, Joe actually becomes a recurring joke sure as well. Is. Yeah, we got 200 Joes on that sub. Yeah. All right, we still got a lot of Joes in danger. And even the bad guys say, kill all the Joes. It's Destroy like, what? all the Joes. G.I. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> so until next time, yo, Joe. Yo, Joe!